0: Hey you, thanks for tapping into Untapped Keg Podcast, where we look into different perspectives of sobriety and mental health so that you can take something, implement it into your own life, where we believe there's only one right way to get sober. And that's the way that works for you. I'm RJ Zimmerman, and I'm very excited to be joined by United States Marine Corps captain Stephanie Simon, who's a boxing national multi, multiple-time boxing national champion. U- U.S. Marine Corps boxing hall of famer and current Olympic hopeful, Stephanie has been sober since November 2016 and attributes much of her success to that change. How are you doing today, Stephanie?
1: I'm doing great. I'm super excited to be here with you and thank you for the awesome introduction. Um, <laughs> excited to share a little bit about my story and to have a great conversation with you. So.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited for this too. We had a conversation. You know, a little bit over a week ago, and it was it was really awesome hearing your perspectives and how much we align and your different um way of looking at things that is so wonderful. So why don't you give us a little bit of an introduction into who Stephanie Simon is?
1: Absolutely. so um I'm originally originally from Atlanta, Georgia, when I was around seven years old, moved to Vancouver, Washington. grew up there most of my uh, early childhood, and then once I was 17, that's when I went off to the United States Naval Academy Prep School, and then eventually the Naval Academy, uh, and commissioned as a Marine Corps officer in 2017. From there, I did my five years active duty, and that's when I was an amphibious assault officer. I don't want to get too much in the weeds of my job, but I was in a very male-dominated field, a very time-consuming, very physically demanding job. And uh, also was able to spend two years in active duty doing boxing for the Marine Corps, so that was an you know amazing experience. Um, And then I transitioned into the reserves about a year and a half ago. So now I live in Florida. I'm a reservist, and I'm currently training for the Olympic trials, which are about a week and a half away. So that's kind of a little bit my background. I stated earlier I've been sober since 2016, November 2016. And uh, I I would say definitely a lot of my success is attributed to that decision. It was not very difficult to see how alcohol was negatively affecting my life. However, it was over the years difficult to explain it to people. Not that I had to, but a lot of people do wonder and ask and are curious about that, not just because of their own uh, personal battles, but also just out of curiosity. So yeah, that's kind of a little bit of my background. And right now I'm currently in New York training and I'm doing good, feeling good. So.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. that's really fantastic. I mean, only a week and a half away, that's got to be exciting and uh sure. must be seeing some of that payoff from that training and how uh having that clear mind and clear, you know, everything that you can feel between your mind and body that comes with not drinking, that is I, we end up taking it for granted, I think, the longer that we get away from alcohol, that this is how I wake up and this is how I mm-hmm. feel. So, you know, uh, sometimes you can kind of give yourself that false sense of security that, oh, maybe alcohol really wasn't that. And I just, fe- I'm in a better place now and I can't. Um, do you see that in other people when they're like talking to you and training and um, that it can be difficult to to appreciate that clarity uh for over a long period of time
1: absolutely um in the fighting culture there is a lot of drinking there's a lot of partying um just due to the the stressful nature of being a fighter a lot of unfortunately a lot of people turn to alcohol to decompress you know after a big tournament or after a big competition it's kind of like what what they want to do and you know also when they're not in season. A lot of people do drink a lot, and you know, obviously, if you're in a weight management sport, that's a big issue because there's a lot of empty calories in, in in drinking. But not only that, it's the the effects of alcohol. They set you back tremendously in this sport. Um, every everything that goes into your body matters so much, and when you put in toxic you know, substances, you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever the case may be, even bad foods, it really, really, really tampers with your your readiness. And I noticed that for me, the amount of time it takes for me to get ready and to be camp ready or prepared for a big tournament, for me, is a lot shorter than for people that do drink and that people that do go out a lot. And and do those things, and I'm not judging at all. Absolutely not. I'm not saying like shame on them, but what I am saying is that your ability to recover, not just physically but like mentally as well, from heavy drinking, it, it really does affect you in the long run when you do prepare for big competitions. And because I don't drink, like I can. <laughs> I'm I'm able to bounce back. I'm good. I'm physically and mentally ready to get into the gym and practice pretty much whenever um because I'm never hungover. Uh my body's never, you know, just feeling like crap just from 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 alcohol. So uh I <laughs> I wish I wish this could motivate people, like more fighters especially and more people in general. To make that transition of not of not drinking, uh, because if they only knew, right? If you only knew yeah. how great you would feel if you didn't do it, it would change your life. So, um, I remember, you know, in college, boxing and drinking, and it was night and day versus now. And the interesting thing is that back then I was in my early twenties, and now I'm almost thirty. But I could run circles around myself, my twenty-year-old self now, because I'm not drinking. And because I have more discipline and I'll get into it later, but there's a lot of parallels between the discipline of not drinking and just the regular discipline of life. And I feel like people that conquer that, you know, that attack that, uh, that struggle of not drinking, they're able to realize how easy a lot of other things in life truly are. So, um, yeah, long, long winded answer, but that's kind of how, how, how I see things.
0: Yeah. And I love that answer because you went into a lot of the details and gave context for the differences that you felt. I mean, you know, that's something that when you choose to stop drinking a lot of times, so like I'm 37 and I could run circles around my 27 year old self, right? Like even like my 24, 25 year old self, I am in so much better shape at 37 than Mm -hmm. I was in my twenties. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, taking alcohol out of the equation and yes. understanding that it really has an impact on more than just what I'm feeling right now to what, um, you know, how I'm going to feel in the future too. And that is absolutely massive. And in, you know, culture across, you know, even across the world, alcohol is such an intricate part of celebrations and not just moments of stress and overwhelm and things like that and so it can be it's a learned behavior to be able to get through a lot of the you know celebrations and the parties and the having fun without alcohol and it can be hard to see how you can do that until you do it is there some methods that you've been able to use because you've been really successful in your life not drinking and so In those successful times, what do you go to to be able to celebrate?
1: Well, I mean, there are a couple of things to keep in mind that I can't deny, and that is that there are natural abilities and natural uh, personality traits that each of us have that Mm -hmm. do make things easier for you to not drink. And for me, I'm fortunate enough to be a bit of an extrovert, but to also be somebody that didn't grow up drinking you know a lot of people as teenagers and young people they were around it and I wasn't so I can't give myself too much credit because I also had circumstances that made this a lot easier for me but um I'll say one of the biggest things is whenever there is a temptation is taking yourself back to a moment that you are not proud of or back to a moment where you know you're drinking got you in a situation where you were ashamed or embarrassed or felt um, just like not good, not felt like, wow, this this could have been a moment or maybe even was a moment that ruined your life or could have ruined your life. Um, That's one thing I do is I give myself a little flashback. Right. And then usually that flashback, it kind of switches me into that mode of no way. It's not worth it. There's no way that this moment or this celebratory environment is worth getting into a situation similar to that or maybe even worse. The other thing I think about is leadership. The other thing I think about is what if something were to happen? What if something does happen? And if something did happen, would I be in a position where I could actually help somebody? Or would I also be somebody that would that would be contributing to the bad situation because I, you know, am also impaired. So I think of it from a leader leadership perspective as well. You know, sometimes, especially if you're with family or you're with people and you're out and about having a good time, things happen, you know? And there usually needs to be at least one person that is sober, that has awareness of, of what's going on, that is coherent, that can have the ability to speak clearly, think clearly and have good judgment because in a big group if everybody is you know drunk then things can lead to disasters so that's the second one and then the third one i usually think about and again it's personal cuz i'm a i'm a fighter i'm a boxer i think about how will this affect my training how will this affect my goals i have in the future will this help or hurt me in the future and it's always a very clear answer it's, it's not gonna help me so usually those three are the things that cross my mind and that kind of keeps me grounded and kind of keeps me in that state of like okay it's not it's really not worth it um this is this moment is not something that I really do need to have alcohol involved in so I'm not sure if you can relate I'm sure you can uh what are your yeah. do you have specific things you think about
0: so a lot of it is pretty similar where um, I know that I have a I have like a finite tank because I'm I am a little bit of an introvert I'm not a complete extrovert so I have a finite amount that I can give to other people and so I'm going to put myself in a position to be able to be with the people that I want to be around and I'll accept you know congratulations and um, or even just hey this is awesome let's have a good time but I'm not going to hold a conversation with um, if it's not going anywhere. Right. So understanding that when I have conversations with people that I'm going to kind of move through them a little bit and -hmm. that's okay, because if you're not enjoying the conversation, chances are the other person's not really enjoying the conversation either. So you can just say, Oh, I got to go talk to this person here real quick. Right. And that can help you to move through it. And that's a lot less, um anxiety that can build up when you understand that, oh, I can be here and just be like, I'm going to go take a break for a little bit, but using words that aren't, I'm going to take a break right now. And then yeah. another that's been huge is um finding the drinks that give me a sense of this is, I'm going to have fun, right? I think a lot of the time, alcohol is the signal to our brain that this is a moment where we can just stop thinking about other things and just enjoy right now. And that, when you take that away, what is going to be the new thing that signals to your brain, we can have fun right now. So there's great, you know, and this is all personal. So if you can have non-alcoholic drinks, there's really great NA beers out there, not just Oduls, that taste amazing, right? Like there's micro brewed NA beer all over. And that is something I miss the taste of beer. So that's helped me. But there's also mocktails. There's different things that you can make. You can talk to a bartender and they can help you to come up with a drink that doesn't just have soda. Doesn't just, isn't just iced tea or water, but it's something that drinks great. It tastes great and you have the drink in your hand and that allows people to not ask you, you know, Oh, what are you drinking? Or, Um, you know, then the question of why, why don't you drink doesn't necessarily come up. And then the other thing is, you know, as you stated, is this going to like be, if I drank today, is that something that's going to help me further my goals? Like now and in the immediate, you know, few hours, Mm -hmm. is it going to help my goals tomorrow or the next day going forward? No. Okay. Let's figure out a way whether it's putting a time limit, I'm only going to be here for an hour, two hours, or I'm just going to see how long I have fun. And when I'm no longer feeling like I'm having fun and I'm forcing myself to be here, that's when I'm going to um, check out. And you don't have to tell people, Hey, I'm leaving. Bye. See you. This was great. You can just leave and that's okay. And that is (laughs) what I tend to do a lot of the time.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I do the same thing. We're out. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think I I like that, uh I like that last one. I think there's definitely social anxiety with a lot of people and they feel this weird obligation to stay longer or you know, be overly involved in a social setting. It's like you don't have to. It's okay. And I, I understand why people do like to drink to loosen up or to feel less pressure or stress, but at the end of the day, that's not your real state of being or who you really are. So why would you want to go into something or into a state of mind that's not real? It's like, a, it's like a, yes. it's a fake fantasy land. It's an alternate universe and an alternate personality that isn't real. And you can wish it's real and people can say stuff like, I like you better when you're drunk. Well, that should scare you a little bit because that means people don't like you. That person, you know, your true colors come out when you drink. Well, maybe in a way, maybe there are certain things that you do keep inside that don't come out unless you're a little bit loosened up, but that just means you probably need therapy. Like you might need to go get some help, you know, maybe talk to somebody, professional help to figure out, is there something that you are, you know, kind of like pushing down or something that you're not facing because I do agree, though, that there are times where when people do drink, some things do come out, some truths, some uh, people like to confess things. And and I don't know, I feel there's a way to do that sober, too. And there's a way to let that out. There's a way to uh, be honest, be upfront without resorting to to alcohol and drinking. So it's it's definitely difficult. And uh, I would never say that this is easy or that it's, it's not, you know, and mm-hmm. even to this, even to this day, uh, even during this Thanksgiving, you know, I looked at, I looked at some wine, I looked at some alcohol, I was like thinking, you know, what if, right. But you know, you got to snap right back. Like we talked about, you you got to snap back to and and remember it's not worth it. And just go on and have, have a good day, have fun. And then when you feel all social doubt, you know, feel like talking to people, hanging out, then go to sleep, go chill, get your alone time. There's no pressure. You know, no one's going to be mad at you for doing that. No.
0: And if they are, then let them, that has nothing to do with you. That has everything to do with them. Right. And to kind of go off what you just said too, about sometimes things can come out when we drink that (laughs) we would normally keep down. Yes, that is good. However, because you normally keep those down and they come out when you drink, you're not releasing the emotion that goes with it. So you're actually talking about things. And a lot of the time you don't remember it because your brain is shut off to that point. So yes, things can come out and it can feel almost like this is the only time that you can actually talk about those things. The thing is though, that emotion is still locked in there because the only time that you can actually release that emotion is talking about it without alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you actually release the emotion that's there and you can actually get that energy out and feel the weight lifted off of you. And like you said, if people are saying, I like you better when you're drunk, well, those people aren't for you. If they're saying that, like that tells you, like you said, that's a big red flag that maybe I shouldn't be around these people. If they think that the only time that they enjoy you is when you're drinking or when you're drunk, because it is proven science that alcohol shuts off parts of your brain. So if those parts of your brain are shut off, is that really you? And exactly what you said, that it's, it's that alternate, reality it's that universe that isn't real and when you understand that it gives you it can give you more power not drinking from the standpoint of your your authentic self yes and oh if you get the you know if you talk to a professional if you talk to somebody who has been there and understands about you know releasing some of the stuff that's inside of you releasing some of the things that you keep away and you can step into who you really are, mm-hmm. that also reduces the social anxiety because your thought is no longer, who do I have to be in this situation to be liked? It's now, this is me. And if you don't like me, thank you for letting me know so I know that I don't want to be here.
1: 100%, 100%. I really like the... Uh, the. I never looked at it from that perspective exactly, from um, not actually releasing. It's not a real release. It's fake. Yeah. It's like it's like doing it in a dream, right? Yeah. You know, experiencing something in a dream, it's the same concept. You know, you're like, ooh, I won the lottery. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm in this beautiful house. I got all this stuff. I got five cars. And then you wake up. And it's like, wow, that felt real, seemed real. I was enjoying this. Oh wait, but it was a dream; it didn't really happen. And it's the same. It's the same thing with alcohol, except you have a hangover, you feel like crap, and you actually made decisions and did things, unlike a dream where you're you're asleep. Like you actually went out and maybe something really terrible happened. So, the other thing I do think about, and it's I'm just being honest, right? We talk about authenticity. I look at the way people act, and I. In my mind, mm. I imagine that I'm that person. And the first thing that comes to mind is like, hell no. I do not ever want to look like this. I don't ever want to appear like this. That glossy look, the like, you know, the, it's just, it's so, again, the flushed I, I don't, face. The flushed face and then the, the, the breath and the lack of control of the body. Yeah. I personally, if if somebody else wants to do that, there's nothing wrong with that. I, if you want to do that, that's fine. But for me, I never, ever, 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 ever want to appear that way ever again, ever. Mm. I don't want to look like that. I don't want to be seen like that ever. Not even with the closest people, not even if I was for sure that I would not be judged, I would not want to look like that or appear like that in any state ever again, and that's one of the other things that I think about when I do go out and when I am with people that are drinking is I don't want to look like that, and again, might be a little judgmental, but it's it's just something for me that i I think about when I do,
0: yeah, and when you decide to let's say you start taking a break from alcohol just to see how it is, and you put yourself let's say you go out with friends at a bar that you would normally drink with, you notice that the conversations are the same conversation starting at like nine o'clock till you decide to go home. You just have them five, six, seven times. It's like listening to the radio station that plays the same song at the top of the hour. It's like at the top of the hour, you're going to hear that same conversation start again and you start to realize, Oh, that was me. And so that can be powerful too. As you said, not taking it and saying that they're doing anything wrong, that they're, you know, that they're, not living on authentically themselves, but what you're looking at is that probably was how I acted because that's how pretty much everybody else is acting. Is that something that I like for myself? Is that really how I want to go through my nights? Not really, right? And you start to see in the mornings when you wake up too, like you said, without that hangover, without giving yourself your time away for other things. And Um, what you mentioned earlier about from a leadership perspective. So I was a foreman of a high voltage line crew and multiple times we would be out on storm and I wasn't drinking. So in the mornings people would look to me to start, where are we going to start? What are we going to do? And it took people a little bit of time to be able to get to a point of they could handle um, making some decisions and things like that. But the framework was started with myself and they knew they could rely on me so understanding that there's people that are going to be relying on you can also give you the confidence to okay i'm just not going to drink tonight because there's going to be situations where um as you said you're going to need your full mind and the opportunity to be um be a solver and not adding to any of the problems that are happening. So um, I really like that too from that leadership perspective, showing others that you can do it and it is possible and the benefits.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I'm sure you'll ask about it later, but um, surprisingly, there are, I guess it's not surprisingly really, but there are a lot of people that are struggling and suffering in silence. Mm. That might not like tell you, they might not ever tell you that they're watching you and your sobriety and wanting to do that, but they are. And there have been times in my life where I got reached out by someone that I had no clue was struggling. And they're a little bit hesitant at first because they don't feel comfortable speaking about it. But then they kind of open up and you realize that just by you existing and living the sober life, you are having an impact on people that you have no idea are watching. And you don't have to be spectacular at anything. You don't have to be a superhero. You don't have to go around, you know, giving to charities or doing anything crazy. But you just living and thriving and being your authentic self without alcohol, is enough to change people's lives. And when I started to see that, it, I kind of noticed a lot more after graduating the Naval Academy because the only time I drank ever was when I was at the Naval Academy in college. And when I started to see that notice that, it made me even more proud of this decision and lifestyle, but also made me realize that it's definitely a leadership type thing. Like you can definitely put it in that category. Um and uh even even to this day, I I don't always get messages from people about it, you know, but here and there I will I will have conversations about why I do it, why I did it, why I stopped and how it's helped me. A lot of people do ask questions like, well how does it how does that even work? Like not even a little bit you know they they get curious because to them it's kind of a big deal and it's something that's very bizarre this idea of not drinking so um i'm sure you've had that experience as well where people have reached out to you i'm sure cuz you have a podcast and and obviously this is something you love to talk about so
0: yeah and that's i'm glad you brought that up because there have been multiple times that i don't realize that people pay attention to some of the videos that I post or the social media things that I put out there or the podcast. Mm -hmm. And they'll reach out and say, Hey, just want you to know that I haven't drank in three months. And the reason is I saw you and you talked about a lot of things that resonated with me. And it just gave me the courage to be able to start this. And I'm like, Holy crap. I, I had no idea that you were even thinking about this or that's how you thought about yourself or saw me. Right. So when that happens, it's like, it's this understanding that, Oh, how I am operating in the world. Isn't just something that um, is that people are watching from Mm -hmm. a perspective of uh, looking to judge or anything like that. They're watching because you are an example of how you can go through life without drinking. Cause as you said, a lot of people can't even see how it's, Possible at first. But when they see the use that you are going through that, they're willing to talk about it more. And it is going to be a little bit more tepid at the start because people don't want to talk about it like they have a problem. And the truth is, there is no problem. That's just a belief that has been put on us by society that if we want to look at how we mm-hmm. engage with alcohol, our mm-hmm. relationship, and how we use alcohol, then there's something wrong with us because alcohol is so important and the truth of that is no you get to have your own unique relationship and how you use alcohol or don't because you're a human being and that is unique to you you don't have to be like anybody else
1: 100 percent. no i they always you're right they they're like oh you had a problem like yeah, I know. I was never, an, I was never an alcoholic. I was never someone that was like, I need this, I need this, I need this. All the time. I was just somebody that, whenever I did drink, it was zero to hundred, right? It's not like I was constantly thinking about it. And again, I'm not ever gonna, I'm not judging people that do have that. I, I, I totally understand. I could have easily become someone that, was where it became more serious. But like I said, I stopped. I stopped this early you know at 21 years old 22 years old so it was more of a realization that for me it was never ever going to be just casual drinking everyone has their own issues everyone has their own like I said our own authentic experience so um it's yeah I look back at it and and the other reason too is uh I know we spoke about it a little bit, but I I looked around and saw the different ways in which it affected people's lives. And I looked at my closest friends, my family members, people I went to school with, and it was just very interesting, also tragic, to see how this either destroyed or almost destroyed people's lives around me. And I saw one by one that things were kind of the universe was revealing what was my future. And I think once that clicked, okay, everyone has their own way of reaching that point of seeing the light. Uh, I, like I, I said, you know, we talked about it earlier, but I saw the light and I realized, you know, that happened to my best friend, my uncle, that just happened to my uncle. That happened to my friend from high school and what is the common denominator in all of it? You know, it's 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 alcohol. And it cannot be a coincidence that all this is happening at once, simultaneously one after another, while I am also experiencing things that are getting a little bit more serious with alcohol. Because at first, you know, it's it might be a fun night, you know, fun night out, do something silly, and, you know, you kind of don't remember it. And then maybe the next time something a little bit more serious happens. Maybe you realize, oh, crap, I just drove and I don't even remember driving. Again, I've never done that, but I'm saying I do know a lot of people that have. And then maybe another time it's, oh, wow, I I crashed into a tree, but luckily nobody was here. Nobody saw it. Like, they could have been. Wh-. And then the next time you might not be so lucky. And so for me, instead of getting to that point and, playing Russian roulette with life. I decided that I'm not even going to give it the time of day, November, 2016. That was when I I gave it up completely and I didn't want to be a statistic. You know, I had, in the Naval Academy, I had multiple people. I had two, there were two or three people that passed away from alcohol related incidences. in I think the first two years I was there, And, you know, I realized, well, what makes me any different than them? Nothing. We're all here. We're all midshipmen. We're all people. We're young. Um, I'm not somehow uh, protected by God or by something that's going to, you know, keep me in this shield where it'll never happen to me. It very well could happen. And I didn't want to be another statistic. I didn't want to be on the news somewhere. I didn't want to be talked about as she was a great
0: great yeah. person.
1: You, and, and you don't ever think about that, but you, you are in complete, you're giving up complete control. You're giving everything that you have, all the the right state of mind, everything, the ability to make decisions, the ability to Think critically. Clearly, everything, you're you're giving up all of it when you decide to drink. And um, even if it's casual at first, it might not be. You never know. You know, things get crazy. So um, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. It's a little bit scary to think about. So maybe even fear, even if for some people fear based. Motivation might work too. Everyone's got their thing. For me, I it, it freaks me out. I get a little bit scared to think that something like that could happen to me.
0: So, mm. and yeah. that's that is some self-awareness and some self-honesty that you utilize there too. What makes me different from these people that this happened to? Because a lot of times we think, well, it won't happen to me. It'll be different. The question why? Why won't it? Right? And so when you come to the conclusion that, okay, I'm unique, that doesn't mean that I'm special, that all now you can start to make decisions based on things that you see around you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this goes back to having like that leadership role that understanding that your, the way that you carry yourself, your words, the ability to show up, not just when people are in need, but in the good times to celebrate with people. And they say, you can do that without alcohol. Like that goes a long way with showing you can do this too, if you want to, and it opens people's minds to what is possible for them. And, you know, you're, you've been in leadership positions in different ways. How has this, what have you seen from not drinking that has allowed you to, um, you don't know, be a better leader and be there for the people who were looking up to you?
1: Well, I mean, in the Marine Corps, obviously you're, as a Marine Corps officer, you're in a leadership position from the very start, you know, 20 young, you're in your young twenties. A lot of times you were responsible for anywhere between 15 to 60 people. And most of those Marines, those people, Marine Corps, Navy, military, in general, they're young. They're anywhere between 18, the majority between 18 and 22 years old. And so the, the there's a lot of pressures of being a military officer, being a leader. One thing that you can eliminate for sure, pressure-wise, <laughs> that is probably the easiest thing out of all the things, out there is your decision and how you want to drink and how you want to present yourself in the less professional environments. Not every single environment we have in the military is professional hardcore and you know running outside and doing you know machine gun shoots and all this stuff. Obviously, we have a lot of events we have the Marine Corps ball, for example, we have a lot of what we call them this staff and officer meetings where it'll be like an environment where yes we're talking about you know leadership or we're talking about different things that we care about that are important to us but people have beers people are drinking it's kind of casual so it's supposed to be kind of like a a place where you can have fun you know open up a little bit but also talk about things that are important um there's a lot of different settings where Uh, you as a leader can shoot yourself in the foot with alcohol. And unfortunately, in the military, uh, there are more alcohol-related incidences and deaths than there are combat-related incidences and deaths, especially right now. We're not technically in a time of war. And I think because of that, and I feel like as a leader, if you know that and you realize that, it is it should be in your best interest to show Marines, to show other, you know, young men and women in the military that you you as a leader can lead by example and not and not drink. And that you as a leader can still have a personality, can still be welcome welcoming and warm and, and warm and, and give people that feeling that you have an open door policy or you, you you are someone that they can come to not just about military stuff or work, that you you can actually be someone they can talk to you about life in a more relaxed environment without having a drink. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I have not had a single boss that didn't drink. I've not had a single boss that in the military that didn't, you know, they didn't, whenever there was a social event, they didn't crack one open. And so, for me, if I wasn't going to have that, I was going to be that. And the funniest thing is out of all the people in, in the units I've been in, whenever we have a social event, I'm the first one on the dance floor. I'm dancing harder, sweating more than anybody else. I'm singing at the top of my lungs and I'm showing every single Marine in the room that you can have the time of your life and have an absolute blast without drinking. And the proof is in the videos, the proof the proof is on the Instagram stories. The proof is right in front of you. There is no correlation. There's no equation that you must drink to have fun. It's not true. And if you need an example, I'll be your example. Here you go. You know, Captain Simon's out there doing a moonwalk on the dance floor, showing everybody. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, wait a second, she hasn't drank anything, but like, that's insane, right? So leading by example doesn't, does not mean my arms are crossed and I'm just judging everyone and looking around like, wow, you peasants are all drinking how pathetic (laughs) no like i'm actually going to make you think that i am having a good time and drinking you're going to be surprised to see i'm not so that's that's my way of doing it everyone has their own way of doing it um but like i said a lot of these young people a lot of these young marines they just need to see that somebody who's a leader somebody that is uh reputable and that has that that's in a position uh a position to make change, a position to make rules, an authoritative position, actual boss, to see that someone like that doesn't drink. They, I feel like every Marine should at least have one person in their military career that can showcase that. So that's how, I, that's how I view it. And it hasn't failed me. And I've never had to worry about embarrassing myself in front of the Marines or doing something stupid because I was drunk. Because I completely refuse to drink, and that's one thing I can control. You know, you obviously can't control training accidents. You can't control uh, combat situations or deaths or injuries. You know, you can't control a lot of things while you're in the military. But the one thing you can't control is is your decision to drink. So, a little bit yeah. there. <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's <clears throat> it's important to hear that because. You can still, I've gone and done karaoke without drinking, right? There's so many different things that you can, you can do. And once you start doing them, you actually get more from it than you would when you're drinking because all your hormones and you're feeling all of it, it comes to you and it's like, oh, this feels really great. This feels better than it did when I was drinking a month ago. Like, I wonder why that is. It's that start, (laughs) right? That can really be that dress. And then seeing somebody like yourself fighting through that. And it it also goes to, um, as you said, like the discipline that comes with not drinking can give you an understanding and a blueprint for moving through life with that same discipline. Um, And that's something Mm -hmm. that we overlook as well, because we don't see the parallels. And I, you know, I start every show talking about sobriety and mental health, because the parallels of your mental health and sobriety, it it is the same path taking the same route. It's just, you know, it's just a little bit different of the place that it's happening. And um, just, you know, if you, if you could go into how that discipline is giving you that blueprint to move through life in a way that now you're not so confused when sometimes some challenges can come up.
1: No, 100%. Um, so, we are not, one of the things I think about, and I think the, the parallel mental health is extremely important as well, extremely important. Um, we are not in control of everything that happens in our life, right? Crap hits the fan. Yeah. You know, unexpected events happen constantly and usually in threes. But I'll say that when we find out and we figure out, we navigate the control that we have over our decisions and over our own self-growth and over our, our life experience, that we realize that we have control over how we handle things and how we deal with things and how we react, that sense of control is way more than we realize. You know, and I think that understanding how much control we do have over that and how much that affects our lives, like, it's extremely, extremely, extremely important. And if you can control how you deal or how you handle alcohol, where there's a lot of pressure to drink, there's a lot of everywhere you go, there is advertisements, there's memes, it's constantly telling you making you think that this is something you should do all the time. It's something you should think about all the time you should do. If you can control that and if you can fight that urge and have the discipline to completely cancel that out of your life, you have the discipline to do a lot of other things in your life that will make you extremely successful. If you can do that, you can work out every day. If you can do that, you can read a book every day part of a book every day. If you can do that, you can meditate every day. If you can do that, you can work on your business every day. If you do that, right? If you can do that, there is something else in your life that you can do that's actually a lot easier that will if done consistently, will completely change your life. And so, for me, when I was able to have that discipline to not drink anymore, I noticed the disciplines to do all these other things in my life, to train every day, to read every day, to meditate Uh, to pray whatever the case may be came a lot easier you know and in a way I feel like it was a lot easier for me to love myself as well because I in this in this journey I realized that I the truest version of myself is when I am aware when I'm feeling when I am present and whether the experience is good or bad when I am actually in the moment right there. And the only time you can be there fully and aware and present is when you're sober. And so the more I am in that state and the more I'm able to grow as a person, the more I'm able to have that discipline and, and, and work towards a goal, work towards my life's dream, the more I'm able to do that, the happier I become when I was drinking, it was like getting there, right, working towards it, and then boom, you fall off. And then you had to try to get back. And then boom, you fall off again. And it's like, there's no real consistent trajectory. And when I realized that, when I saw that, I was like, wow, you know, this drug, this thing, it is messing up Everything that I'm trying to reach, everything that I'm trying to get to, it's messing it up completely, you know, and I can, I have the control and the power to eliminate that from my life. All I have to do is decide and make a decision. I'm not going to do it. So that decision is no coincidence as to why I have experienced so much success, especially in boxing, because of that decision. I've been training almost three times yeah, three times a day now for almost 3 years. I've won multiple national championships. I've done things, I've done things and have achieve, achieved things that while I was younger and while I was drinking regularly, would have never dreamed I could have ever achieved or done in my life. And I remember moments where I thought about going to the Olympic trials and thinking I'll never get to that point. I'm going to the Olympic trials next week. And I remember in 2015 Watching the Olympic trials when I was 20 years old, 2021, watching these girls thinking they're amazing, they're incredible, but that'll never be me. I, I'm, I'm never going to get to that level. But I'm telling you right now, my, I truly believe that sobriety has gotten me to that level where I'm now able to conquer a lot in my life and able to go after dreams and goals and do things. Fearlessly, because I was able to say no to alcohol. That that sense of power, that sense of discipline, a lot of it has stemmed from that decision, which is now seven years ago. So I hope that kind of answers your question. But
0: yeah. And that's yeah. <laughs> it's in you know, a lot of different ways, right? How when you can take the understanding that it's not that you can't have something. It's that you're choosing to do things differently. And could you have it at any point? Yeah, you could. As you were talking about with Thanksgiving, like, could I do that? I could, but I don't want to. And so when you take your power away from it and say, I'm choosing this, you're showing yourself that you're worth doing things different. You're worth doing things your own way. And then you can see how oh, I'm worth working on my business. I'm worth you know, going to the gym and feeling strong and building that mind-body connection so your body moves the way that you want it to, right? And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, these goals that you had, they don't seem like they're so far-fetched and you can never reach them because your self-worth is higher, your confidence is higher, and you're seeing benefits from making a really difficult decision that a lot of people... Um, they just don't want to or they struggle to see that it is a decision that they can make because of the societal societal beliefs around alcohol that you have to have it to have fun you have to have it to be successful you have to have it to do so much and the truth is you don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. that you don't want to do and so when you realize that and you can take your power to the choices, it really sets you up for a life that you want to live instead of a life that you feel like you should want to live. And that's I, like when things <laughs> open up to that, oh my goodness. Life gets uh, you know, it really does get rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> it really does.
1: I see him. I see one right back there. <laughs>
0: yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, this this has been such a wonderful conversation, Steph. Absolutely. Um, if people want to keep up with you and follow you on your journey through the Olympic trials and at the Olympics next year, uh, cause we will be watching you there. I'd know it. How can, what would be the best way for people to follow you?
1: So on Instagram, my Instagram handle is Steph Simon 94. So that's S T E P H S I M O N 94. And on my Instagram, I'll put in the bio, I'll put the link. To the Olympic trials, it's USA Boxing's website. Um, so starting December third through 9th uh, are the trials, and I will likely start in the middle of that, and, and around Wednesday or Thursday of that week. And then um, I have—I don't really go on—is it Threads? I don't even know what it's called anymore. Pins and needles. <laughs> I don't—I don't use that. Twi- Twitter. Okay. But, uh, I do have a Facebook. I don't post too much on there, but mostly Instagram is, uh, it's usually what I use the most. And then, uh, if you do go on my Facebook, it's just Stephanie Simon. So that's first name, last name, Stephanie Simon. And then, um, that's pretty much it. Uh, and then my email, you have my email. Anybody, if anyone, you know, uh, anyone that is struggling or that wants to talk or just even have a casual conversation about any of this. Yeah. Email me a hundred percent. Reach out to me, DM me on Instagram. And, um, I look forward to to i hope I hope that this will open up a new i don't know a new path or maybe uh, I'll meet some new people through through this uh, through this channel and and hopefully help change more people's lives and I can't wait to share this i know yeah I know you'll yeah. post it, but I'm excited to share it and to take out little clips and share it on my feed because um even though Instagram is used in the wrong way a lot. It can definitely be used in a way that really does help people, mm-hmm. and uh, just a few words. It doesn't have to be overly poetic, but just a few words, a few um, little snippets of explaining or talking about your own experience can really strike a chord in people. And so, I'm looking forward to to sharing this. and And thank you, thank you so much. And <laughs> let me know if there's any other things you have to ask or any other questions. So.
0: Yeah, this has been. Yeah this has been really wonderful. It's like just your Mm -hmm. approach and your views and how successful you've been like showcasing that without alcohol is so important. Like you said, where social media can be used for good. If you, you know, you want to be able to share your truth and your, your authentic self, it doesn't feel vulnerable necessarily Mm -hmm. because it's just you, but other people look at it like, wow, I can't believe you share that stuff. That's a, that's a lot. Um, and that allows them to understand that they can share that stuff too and it's okay. So just watching you and you know, go follow Steph on you know, Instagram and you know, let her know that you know she's doing great and we'll watch those trials and <laughs> celebrate with you. And um Thank I really you. appreciate you being here, Steph. So for, um, for everybody, you know, watching this, uh listening to it. Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today because at least we don't make it. We tried. I love you. Have a great week, everybody.
1: Thank you.